This is the sermon from Reverend Dr. Bob John, pastor of Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. We hope you are blessed with this message today. If you are seeking a church family, we are located at 242 Boston Road. Our worship services are at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. May God bless you and your family this day and give you peace. Good morning. Today's gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19 and 25 through 30 and can be found on page 11 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible. Please stand if you are able for the reading of the gospel. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton, drinking, look, a glutton, and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Sophia. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When you choose a company for your work, I wonder what you consider the most important factor or criteria in your decision making. Is it salary? Is that satisfaction? The friendliness of your colleagues? Health insurance with the dental coverage? Or pension? Here's some good story from the news last year about Michelle Warren. After Michelle and her husband, James, earned their master's degree, they wanted to celebrate it. So when Michelle and her her family, including her husband, father, and, and stepmother, went to the Galapagos Island for 10 days. Her bosses from her workplace company helped pay for the vacation, giving $7,000 toward the trip. Michelle says it's about that true re-energizing, resting, and relaxing that then helps them come back in a positive way and continue all the work. Her company understands how it can help employers 
engage better or more effectively by helping them disengage well with a paid vacation. Anyone think that you are at the wrong company right now? <laughs> I mean, when we hear the words of Jesus this morning, we might think that that is what Jesus is talking about. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. But Jesus does not say that, are you stressed out people, and do you need some vacation? Come on, and if you follow me, I will send you to Galapagos Island for 10 days. He does not say that. However, at least that might be the impression that many of us we get. And after three years of pandemic that brought so much stress in our lives, coupled with the global inflation and the war, there's no one right now who is not stressed out. Again, as you know, I've been dealing with the shingles for the past month. You know, when I was surprised to hear that I had the shingles from the doctor, she told me that, well, it's not uncommon these days that those under 50s are coming down with the shingles because of stress. So we come to Christ this morning, hoping for some comfort or rest in God. As he says, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I had a parishioner in my former church who often went out to mountain hiking or kayaking during the weekend. He would say, Bob, it's not something personal against you. I just love to go to the mountain or paddle in my kayak. I just find such immense joy and peace in my heart. That's how I connect with God. So I also want to share and acquire that peace in my heart. So one day I joined him going to the river and doing the kayaking with him. And it was peaceful, quietly rowing in the kayak listening to the sounds of frogs and bugs, and passing by a crane, a crane that was sitting on a tree. It was peaceful until an hour later, a bolt of lightning started striking with a rumble of thunder, and I started rowing for my life at the time. <laughs> but still want the peace. So when I moved to Chamsport last year, I got a couple of kayaks so that I can go out with my son Daniel sometime. You know, we come to Christ hoping to get some rest, relieve some stress, and seek a trouble-free life. But Jesus continues and says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is right. We might raise our hands in objection and say, Oh no, Jesus, I'm not seeking any yoke in my life right now. I do not want any burdens in my life. I already got my own troubles. I already got my own burdens with my work, my family, and my health. So if you cannot relieve me or any of the existing burdens in my life, I'm not willing to take your yoke and your burden. I just want to live my life of freedom doing whatever I want to do. 
After all, we also read from Paul who says in Galatians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In Wesley's time, he had to deal with a group called antinomianism, which believed that you know, if you accept Christ as your Lord, you are completely free from any moral obligation. There's nothing to hinder you. There's no rules to apply to you that you are completely free and you can do whatever you want to do. In 1742, there was a Methodist itinerant preacher named James Whitley. At first, Wesley liked him very much. He regarded him highly because of his strong personality and persuasive rhetoric that were attracting so many people to Methodist movement. However, Wesley condemned him later as Whitley was, uh, was spreading the thoughts of antinomianism. I guess he lived what he preached. In 1759, Whitley was found guilty by the court of being adulterous with the seven women. So Wesley had to take an action he, and kick them out of the Methodist circle. In his sermon, Wesley says, Indeed, their use of the term liberty to mean freedom from obedience or holiness immediately shows that their judgment is perverted, he said. Think about this way. Is our marriage a yoke? And if our marriage vow is a yoke, Bishop William Williamson says that this burden is actually blessing to us as it helps us to move in the right direction. A young man came to Williamson one day and said, when I get married, I thought that the biggest struggle in marriage would be fidelity, being faithful to one person, intimate with only one person, and not with every person and I feel attracted to. I found daunting the burden that marriage would place on my back. The heavy load would be the burden of faithfulness. He took a break and he said, but now a decade into our marriage, I have found that I was not made for infidelity. I was made for fidelity, and I really I am faithful. That which I thought was burden has become a great source of blessing and of security. Fidelity makes me happy, he said. If you think about it, one way or another, we all carry a certain yoke ourselves. You cannot be completely free from the yoke that you carry in this world. If you work for your company, you have a yoke that you need to act in accordance with the rules and, and direction of your company. You live in the United States and you are yoked to fulfill certain uh, civic duties and responsibilities. In my former church, I had a man who was drafted into the Vietnam War during the war, he was injured and had to deal with PTSD, also brain injury, for the rest of his life. But unfortunately, his uh, injury was not recognized by the VA. As the, the military duty related. So while he struggled with the VA to be the medically treated, 
but he never complained about serving his country because we have certain responsibility as its citizens. And think about other yokes that you carry for your roles in your family, in your community, and your country. But the question that Jesus is raising for us today is what kind of yoke we are willing to bear. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If we have children, we are yoked to them as their parents. We have the responsibilities to love them, care for them, and find great joy in witnessing their growth. Of course, I know that it's not easy from time to time. I have my own moments of anger and frustration and trials when my two boys do not behave or speak some words that hurt my feelings. But our relationship is deeper than that. It's not out of my obligation as what legal duty as their father, they are raised them, but I just love them so much as my children. I willingly give my time, my energy, and even myself because I love them as their father. And Christ's yoke is different from the yokes that this world gives to us. Christ's yoke, in its essence, gives a life. It gives salvation that we are born as children of God, redeemed for the purpose of God in this world. A couple of weeks ago, I got word that Rebecca in our church took a fold and she had to get several stitches in her leg and she was, uh, had to stay home for several days. And I called her to check on her and every time I call Rebecca or see her at the church, she's always cheerful and she said, I'm okay, don't worry about it, Pastor. Besides, I have several women who are coming to my house later. And when I heard that, I just fell full in my heart these women were coming to see her, not because someone told them to do so, but it's out of their love for her that, that led them to take their time and go to her house and spend some time with her and pray for her. And I stand before you this morning as your pastor, and I'm yoked to you as your pastor, as I'm yoked to Christ. It's not out of obligation or the appointment that the bishop forced me to stay here with you. But it's meant to be about love that God has given to us together. That we witness our love for God and neighbors grow together. And my love for you, Eldersgate United Methodist Church, also deepens as I care for you all individually. My clothes stole that I wear right now this morning it's a symbol of my yoke to Christ and also to you. For the past years, I have seen all kinds of clergy stalls, even some crazy ones like the stalls with uh, sharks and or Star Wars characters. <laughs> but the essential meaning of the clergy stall is a yoke. It is said that the stall originated as a napkin that Jesus used to wash the feet of his disciples. In other words, this stole indicates the yoke of Christ, who served his disciples 
And my yoke to you as your pastor. They are wet with my sweat and my tears and our prayers for everyone. And Jesus also tells us, take my yoke upon you. As we, as disciples of Jesus, take the yoke of Christ, we witness that we are empowered to change our family and our community and our world as we are called to love one another as God loves us, even loving our enemies. Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. But here's why I believe that Jesus tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's because he is the one who not only shows us how to carry our burdens, but also he's the one who actually also bears our yokes and our burdens today. There's a story of how a young bullock is trained to plow. In some parts of the world, the farmer has the young bullock harnessed to the same yoke as a mature ox. However, dwarfed by the other animal, this young bullock does not pull any of the weight. He's just learning to walk in a field under control and with a yoke around its neck, while it's the, actually the ox that pulls all the weight. And as you sometimes find yourself carrying heavy yoke and burden, we see Christ who's standing next to us and carrying our burdens for us. Are you feeling weary and heavy burden this morning? And I pray that you'll be able to witness Christ who stands next to you, who says, I'll never leave your orphaned, but I'm coming to you. It is Christ who took our cross, carried to the hill, and died on it for our redemption. So come to Christ who is risen from death as he's the one who walks with us today and even finds us and carries us in his arms when we feel lost. Thanks be to God and God's people say, 